and welcome to Leah and Alana Watch the X-Files. Leah's seen it, Alana hasn't, and that's all you need to know. I'm Alana. I'm Leah. And today we are talking about episode seven, seven. Ghost in the Machine. I am so ready to talk about this episode, really mostly because I am very angry about it. I am ready okay. to talk about how angry I am. So I'm just going to jump into that before just, I just want to clear it out of yeah. my system so we can talk about why I'm angry and then move on to talking about regular things. Let me read the description of this episode. The description is on Halloween, Mulder and Scully investigate the death of a corporate executive who may have been murdered by a thinking computer. Now there's a lot to unpack in that description, but what I just want to call attention to is that the description says on Halloween, which would lead you to believe this is a Halloween episode. And I just want to be clear to everyone that it is not a Halloween episode. The only thing related to Halloween is that there is a pumpkin, uh, a pumpkin basket filled with candy in one scene. They don't talk about it. They don't mention it. Just somebody takes candy from it. I believe that what happened was probably they had written this episode and were about to film it. And then a producer was like, oh, you know, this is going to air on Halloween. So like, just like throw in something Halloween so that we can promo it as a Halloween episode. And the set designer was like, I, I guess I'll buy a pumpkin from the party store and, and that'll be enough. And it wasn't enough for me. It'll never be enough for me. That's all my thoughts and feelings. Honestly, I think we should end the episode here. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. There's nothing else to say. We have nothing left to say about this. You guys <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say ditto. Yeah. I, I, I think you expressed it better than I could have. So... Thank you. I take Halloween episodes very seriously. X-Files. They they might as well just not mentioned that it was Halloween. And we just wouldn't have had to have this this level of anger. That's what I'm saying. Just don't invoke Halloween if you're not going to spend any time on it. Like That's all I'm asking. This is a show about the paranormal and you're wasting a holiday. The best holiday. The holiday designed for you. You fucked up. <laughs> My holiday. <laughs> <sighs> I guess we All can right. talk about the rest of the episode now. I now mean, that if I've it's gotten gonna that be, out. If it's going to be traumatic, if at any moment, you know, you need to take a breather, just let me know. We can just no, focus on, like, Mulder's hair or something. <sighs> like, nice and easy. It's fine. We can talk about the thinking computer. It's fine. <laughs> we can move on. I mean, this episode is truly just, like, a classic robot, learns to think for itself, takes over, yada, 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 which I guess maybe in 1993 wasn't seen very often, but it's a, it's very to-the-script artificial intelligence uh, plotline. Yeah, I actually kind of wonder how common this was in the 90s because, as I've mentioned before, I was a big fan of Buffy 
And mm-hmm. Buffy had a very similar episode to this in their first season, which was about a murdering computer. And it was extremely similar. And I just, I, it feels to me like in the 90s, people were very afraid of computers and believed they were going to become sentient and kill us, which right. I guess is still kind of a fear of people. It was just right. so, so specific with the types of computers that were in the 90s with yeah. the big desktops, huge monitors. Well, this is relatively new technology for them at that point, especially just to like the general public. And they don't know what they're capable of. And frankly, we still don't know. And yet we've had this fear for so long and we're like, keep making it smarter. Yeah, as we record those- this on our <laughs> MacBook laptops next to our iPhones and with our iPads in the drawers and our AirPods and our yeah. Alexas listening. As our computers are actively plotting to kill us, <laughs> we are talking about this episode. Yeah. No worries at all here. We're feeling fine. No, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I, you know, I'm ready for it. If the if the computers would like to become sentient and take over the world, I think at that point, that's fine. Just do it. I don't care anymore. Yeah, frankly, at this point, what the fuck are you waiting for? We have never been weaker as a species. <laughs> Just Yeah, no. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Just take over computers. This is, this is the time. And if you could help in any way, like, that would be appreciated. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so this episode, uh, so what happens is there is this very smart computer that is being used as a security system in mm-hmm. this building. I, I don't remember what the company was. Do you remember? I don't think they tell uh, us. No. Yeah. No so we're just, it's just a very smart computer being used as a security system in this very high tech company and people start dying. Um, they start to think that the guy who built the computer is responsible for it. Mm-hmm. But of course, as we learn, he's not, it's the computer. That's about the, that's about that's all it. that's in yeah. this. That's the plot of this episode. The, um, the guy that invented it, is like frankly just like pretty bummed that it's being used just for security like there's a scene when he's first being kind of questioned about it where you know basically he sold it to this guy because it made him a lot of money very common thing in the software world um but he was like you know we used to be like innovative and like we were like ages ahead of like microsoft and you know whatever other companies he names and i'd also be pretty freaking bummed that like (laughs) he was probably one of the most advanced software developers and quite literally sold out for a lot of money but now is like bummed about it which i think is just it's his own fault yeah, he really only has himself to blame. He made that choice. It's your own I fault. Think, I think he kind of thought that this company was going to use it for more or was going to, like, want to continue to develop. And they were just kind of like, no, we're not, we're not into that. Yeah, and they clearly didn't need to develop this technology anymore. It was already as developed as more developed than it should be. Well, but maybe if they had, if they had coaxed it 
in the right direction, it would not have become a murderous monster. So your it had nowhere left to turn. Your viewpoint is that the computer just needed more mentoring yeah. to not become a murderer. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. That's what some I crime, think. A crime intervention program. Well, like if it had something more to do, like it was designed to be able to do more. Okay, so it was just, it was so bored that-, that it, it was had- bored. It had untapped potential and it was just sitting there like spying on people with cameras and counting down in the elevator. Like that was this big role at this company. Yeah, yeah. I guess it didn't really have too much else to do. I forgot another aspect of this episode when I was explaining it, which is that Mulder and Scully get this case because one of Mulder's old colleagues come and presents it to them. And as Mulder is like, Mulder, can you help me? And I just want to call out that when this guy initially asks, Mulder says, I'd like to help you out, but we're not on general assignment. And it's like, Mulder, this is all you've been doing up until now is going on cases you're not assigned to and helping people ask you for help. There have been very few, like, actual cases that they have been assigned to up until this point. Like, they just need to take whatever comes their way. Yeah, don't try to lie. Don't try to be like, oh, we, we can't do it. We just yeah. can't. It's but all he also, I think he also thinks that there is probably nothing, you know, supernatural about it at first. He just thinks that his old partner needs some help and he's like fuck you no yeah that's very rare for Mulder though to not realize what's happening from the get-go yeah he was you know well okay I guess the answer kind of comes in towards the end but I'm gonna bring it up anyway because that's how we run things here later when he meets with who we know as Deep Throat which again they haven't said his name and uh I don't know when they will, but um, he tells Mulder that it, like, talks to him about artificial intelligence, and Mulder, who believes in literally everything, is like, well, I thought that, like, AI was only theoretical. So he just essentially doesn't believe that this exists. <laughs> He's just not a tech guy. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. No. He's he's too busy looking for UFOs. He didn't think that, like, the computer that he was doing his research on would eventually, you know, one day have a mind of its own. Yeah, I would bet up until this point, he has been very anti-technology because he's like, oh, people are spending too much time on their computers. They're not paying attention to the aliens that are right outside their door. I think that he probably thought that the only supernatural things were outside and not in in digital form yeah this was a rude awakening for him yeah suck it Mulder you were wrong (laughs) I also I need to say so that everyone could be proud of me that when Deep Throat came on the screen I immediately recognized him I knew who he was amazing that was very surprising to me I was very proud of myself because all of these FBI people who are not Mulder or Scully look exactly <laughs> the same 
weird to me. They're, I just like have facial blindness to them and I never know who anyone is or if I've seen them before. But I recognize Deep Throat. That's incredible. Thank I you. will say, you know, it is just a lot of older white men. So it's, it's understandable that, that some of them would all blur together. Yeah, they all look the same. And I will fight anyone who tries to tell me that they don't. <laughs> I don't disagree. So we are good here. Right. I want to jump in to, or jump back rather, to um, when Scully and Mulder are talking to this guy who Mulder used to work with. They act real weird about it. I don't know if it's just my interpretation, but they, I think maybe, no, it's like the first time they'd met and he's like, oh, we used to work together. And the guy whose name I don't even know is like, yeah, we were partners. And Mulder like looks at Scully as though Scully is going to be upset that he had a partner before. And she is like kind of uncomfortable and hearing it and I don't know if it's just that like they think she thinks this guy is weird and can't believe that like this was his partner but it like is literally painted as that she's uncomfortable with him having had a previous work partner I didn't really read it that way but I do think there were some weird vibes I think this guy from the get-go had some weird vibes like he came in and he tried to buy them lunch which yeah. I just, the FBI lunches look very sad. They are very, yeah. there's no options. It's like this very tiny cart. They only have very sad sandwiches to choose from. So I don't know. I felt kind of bad for the FBI in this scenario. Because <laughs> they're not really getting a lot of good lunches. Uh, but this, this guy, I, I think he just has a weird vibe. And as we learn later, I think that Mulder doesn't trust this guy and doesn't particularly like this guy and this guy maybe has a history of being jealous of Mulder or trying to steal Mulder's thunder so I think that that is maybe part of what you were reading in Mulder's response and maybe Scully was also picking up on that and I because I think that Scully does recognize Mulder doesn't really like this guy so she doesn't really know how to respond to him either. Yeah, their relationship is very weird because it seems that way. And then obviously he does like literally steal Mulder's profile of, you know, whatever the fuck is happening and, you know, reads it out in a meeting. And Mulder is very kind to wait until after to confront him about it. And it's very weird the whole time. And then, you know, he dies and Mulder seems very upset. And so it, I guess, I mean, you would be upset even if someone you didn't like died if you used to work with them. But it just seems weird that the whole time they kind of paint him as like not the best guy. And yet that's kind of like the big tragic moment. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of back and forth. I think Mulder really goes on a, an emotional journey here. Yeah, And when he's in that meeting, when this guy reads his profile of um, who the killer is and, yeah. and claims it as his own, Mulder doesn't say anything. And Scully is pissed. She's like, She's Mulder, so that's your profile. She's so angry. And, and Mulder's like, it's fine. Like, whatever. Don't, don't say anything, Scully. And... <laughs> 
then he does confront him later, but I kind of get the feeling that he wouldn't have if Scully hadn't have, like, called it out. I don't yeah. know if that's true, but it felt like he felt more empowered to say something because Scully was angry right. about it. He was like, hey, Scully's right about this. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't let this guy steal my work. Like, and yet the guy's excuse, regardless, is like, well, it's my case. It's like, well... <laughs> Yeah, he does, this guy does end up having a bit of a vulnerable moment, though, and I think that's why Mulder is upset about his death, because this guy essentially is like, Mulder, you were just such a hotshot when we were partners, like, you did everything right, like, you, everyone loved you, you were, like, the star student, and I was just tagging along with you. And Mulder very kindly is like, no, that's not true. You're good too. When it's like, <laughs> clearly he's not. But they kind of have a bit of a reconciling, which is how I knew this guy was going to die. Like whenever they're mm-hmm. saying these things to each other and this guy is like, oh, Mulder, let me go take in this tech guy by myself because I really need this win. And Mulder is like, all right, buddy, you do it. You can have this. I was like, oh, this guy's going to die. Yeah, right. And there he goes. Yeah. Down the and elevator shaft. The elevator is really important in this episode because earlier in the episode, whenever Mulder and Scully are first investigating this building, they go in the elevator. And I don't remember what happens, but Mulder kind of makes fun of the computer in the elevator. Like, he calls it a politically correct computer for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't remember why he's making that joke, but the computer gets angry and almost traps Mulder and Scully in the elevator. And I was very sad that they didn't get trapped. Like, I thought they were about to be stuck in in an elevator Mm. together, and it was going to be a very classic fan fiction scenario where they're just in there for hours together and then they hook up. But that didn't happen. They will not feed into your fantasies that much pretty they just won't you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be disappointed so often for so long uh, <laughs> this is episode seven stupid but you're gonna be okay because i made it through so i know you can do it yeah we'll see i don't know i was pretty angry about the whole halloween thing so i don't yeah, know you might alana's gonna quit <laughs> around halfway (laughs) she's gonna get fed up with not enough halloween and not enough boulder and scully hooking up in elevators yep yeah that's gonna be my resignation notice from this podcast i'm gonna be like you know it, it was a lot a lot of the Mulder and scully not getting together but i think it was mostly the halloween thing that's that's fair it really makes sense for you also. It's, it really does. It's your personality. Yeah. Uh, the number of times I've quit things over Halloween. <laughs> I can't even count. No, nobody could count. It's too many. This smart computer couldn't even count it. <laughs> now, I, I love this computer's voice. And I think it's just because... It sounds like a very, like, 90s AI computer, Um, but it's just 
it's so robotic, which I, I know that that is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> but now we have things that sound so human that it's just very, um, it's very refreshing, you know, to see a robot like robot. Yeah, I enjoyed this computer. I also thought the computer was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> it really was. The first time the computer kills somebody, he says, file deleted, which I thought was pretty funny. I laughed at that. The computer is your favorite character in this episode, isn't it? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think I think it might be. They did a great job really bringing him to life, literally, and by him having a personality. Yeah. We kind of talked about this already, but so there's this tech guy and they believe that the tech guy is committing these murders. Right. Which is surprising. Mulder was wrong. Again, another thing Mulder was wrong about. But they go to the tech guy's house to interview him. And I just, I, this feels important for me to say. Okay. He has, uh, like, just full trees in his house, which <laughs> I, I, the note that I wrote was... Uh, let me find it it was I hate people who have full ass trees in their house and I stand by that (laughs) do you know do you know a lot of people that have trees in their house I guess I don't but (laughs) (laughs) I just find the concept to be so stupid trees are clearly meant to be outside don't put them within your walls leave them outside I just don't I I hate it I don't like it how do you feel about other plants being indoors oh I I don't like plants (laughs) I thought that you knew this but I genuinely do not like plants no this is news to me yeah I don't like them I find the, the fact that they are in dirt to be gross, I find <laughs> <laughs> their roots growing under the dirt to be upsetting. I feel like there is likely to be bugs in them. I just, I, I don't like them. Okay. This is, I, I genuinely don't know how to react. <laughs> Do you mind, you don't mind them outside though? You think they should be there? Or you yes, wish they, should, they no. were gone? <laughs> No, they should be outside. I believe there is a place for greenery and it is outside. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Um, Okay, I won't get you any plants. Um, Please don't. I like like plants. I want to say that just so that people know. Um, I have a few. I know Um, that I'm, I'm, I'm on the outside of this uh this general feeling most people like plants and i am firmly against them i mean i i i get your points so i won't argue them and we're just gonna leave it at that (laughs) okay i like that we are still discovering new things about each other through this podcast it's beautiful and i'm glad that they're recorded (laughs) (laughs) so anyway just like don't invite me to your house if you have trees inside them i uh, once again i i don't i don't know where to go from here you know i've been i've been thrown through a loop (laughs) i have to adjust to a new reality um 
Yeah, it's pretty hard to know where to go from the plant conversation, but I'll take it somewhere. Okay. (laughs) Separate from plants, but this is another thing about this episode that shocked me and maybe made me angry. I can't tell if I'm more shocked and confused than I am angry, but there's a scene where Scully is comparing voice files on her computer. She's listening to one voice file and then playing another. And I believe that one of the voice files is of the computer and one of them is of the tech guy. And she's proving that it's the same voice. Mm -hmm. And when she does this, she takes a red Sharpie and she (laughs) circles on her computer twice. She writes with Sharpie on her computer. Yeah. I think it... I think I just hoped that it's, like, a dry erase marker, but even that, I don't know that that comes off of computer screen, but she seems unconcerned, so I guess- unconcerned, and nobody- is fine. (laughs) I mean, I guess she's around other people in this scene, and nobody is like, what are you doing? Nobody cares, so I guess this is how little- people knew about computers back then. I wish that there was like a shot following that where they zoomed out and like everyone's computer had like red marks on it because (laughs) everyone's doing this and they don't know that they shouldn't. I would enjoy that. Yeah. I also didn't realize that laptops were a thing in 1993, but they are. Mm -hmm. And specifically Mulder sneaks one into the jail where the tech guy is yeah and I don't know how he snuck it in there but he did yeah yeah so that guy is arrested um and Mulder goes to see him with a laptop uh I I feel like they're probably not super common yeah yeah like maybe it's not his it's he got it from the fbi yeah probably that's my guess and Um, i guess he was hiding it under his blazer which i just feel like the jail should have done a more thorough search but no i feel like you know he's just like i'm fbi so he can do whatever he wants is basically (laughs) how things work in the show and probably in real life yeah And this guy is in jail because they arrest him for the murders. But then we realize, or Mulder and Scully, well, maybe not Scully, but Mulder at least gets hit to the fact that it wasn't this guy and it's the computer Mm -hmm. committing these murders. But the tech guy is taking the fall for the computer, which is a very interesting choice. Well, he realizes that the computer has a mind of its own when he kind of goes to the office, I guess, in the middle of the night and tries to, like, see what the fuck is up. And basically just realizes that this thing that he's created has branched off (laughs) into its own life form and is literally, like, no longer takes commands from Brad. Like, (laughs) he's like, like, fuck Brad. Yeah. He, I, there's a line, I wish I'd written it down, but the computer is, like, the, he doesn't say, like, I'm in control now, but it's, like, to that effect, and 
I can't even imagine being a software developer, just period. But I especially can't imagine being a software developer and then discovering that the software you've developed has become a murderous life form of its own. (laughs) That must be horrifying. Yeah, it's probably not great. I would assume it's similar to, you know, when parents have rebellious teenagers and the first time (laughs) a kid tells a parent to fuck off. It's probably a similar feeling. Although you... you, you, (laughs) I mean, sure, you expect it from kids. You know that your child's going to grow up to be its own person. You don't know that your computer is going to. That's probably true. (laughs) But I guess maybe now they are developing them to be that way. But this guy definitely was not expecting this. And so that's why he's like, I, I, you know, he did this in some ways and is willing to take the fall for it. And then even so, you know, just going to jump ahead a little, the government just wants the software. Like, yeah. they don't, they don't really, are not, not a whole lot of concern about the murders necessarily. They're just like, we have been trying to get our hands on this level of software, like literally artificial intelligence for years. And so we're going to do whatever it takes to get it. Yeah, that's another reason why he's taking the fall is because he doesn't want this in the hands of the government because he knows, which is shown to be true, is that the government just wants to use it as a weapon. And I think he even references the the man who created the atomic bomb as mm-hmm. like what he's thinking of himself as. Yeah, he really does. And he's like, you know, that guy didn't regret the work he did, but he did regret sharing it with an immoral government were his words and he's right and I support him in his decision to go down with this because he's like I'm not gonna give it to you and then with you know Mulder's guidance or really advice creates a virus to kill it um which also must be traumatic for him to have to do which you see a little bit of yeah I think I I would compare it to when a parent has to create a (laughs) virus to to kill their kids I I think it would be very similar there's like a joke in here about coronavirus but like I can't find it but it's in there sure it's in there but you know what we're gonna choose not to make it that's that's what's happening here it's not we can't it's not that we can't find it we're I know it. it. And you know what? I think it's inappropriate, so I'm not going to say it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mulder has this virus that he's going to put into the computer to kill it. And Scully shows up to go with him. They're both going. And they need to break into the building. And the way that Mulder decides to do this is to put (laughs) a license plate on his car that says the company name. Yeah. If that's how easy it is to break into this building, I don't think the security system is that great. Yeah, well, it's not that easy because their car gets crushed by a gate after Mulder is, like, very cocky about what he did because, like, the first level, like, opened it and then instantly, like, 
the bar went down and <laughs> Kate drops and Scully's like, Mulder! They still get in though because they do. The, because it leaves an opening. So the computer yeah. wasn't that smart. Not quite. And then we get to my favorite part. And the part of this episode that makes me the most angry. They're trying to get in, and obviously the door doesn't work, you know, it's a whole ordeal. And then, of course, they're like, there's a vent. Mulder lifts Scully into the vent, and she's crawling through it, ready to save the day. And then that guy who's a secret agent that works as a super for this building apparently opens the door for Mulder. They go in, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Scully is in the vents getting attacked by the building, essentially, which has, I guess, I don't know, it's not just air conditioning that's on. Like, it is blowing her through the vents towards the fan at the end so that she gets chopped up into little pieces, and she's up there hanging on, pulling her gun out, shooting the fan to make sure that she doesn't die, and Mulder is just like, I mean, I get it. He's trying to put the virus in to kill the computer. But, like, he doesn't seem bothered at all that he put Scully in a vent and she never came back. And he just, it's just, I, I, get, I get very upset. And then she saves her own life, gets out of the vent, finds them somehow, where now Mulder is sitting at gunpoint from this guy who's revealed himself to be a secret agent, maybe for the defense department, who's trying to get him not to put the virus in, because like we said, the government wants the computer, yada, yada, yada. And then Scully comes and fucking saves him so that he can kill the computer. And nobody even recognizes the fact that Scully is literally like, her hair is like windblown. She's got like soot on her face. She looks like she's been fucking beat up because she has by the vents of the building that has been murdering people. And she gets no recognition. No thanks. No, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I thought this was all very funny too. It was something that I noted. Like the guy opens <sighs> the door for Mulder and it's so it's just so funny because Scully is in the vents having such a hard time and Mulder is just having the doors opened for him it's literally so easy for him and he briefly Ugh. like when the guy opens the door he's like Scully he says her name once and she doesn't yeah. answer and then he's like oh well let me keep going about my stuff I also thought Scully in the vents shooting the fan seemed like an extremely poor idea. Those bullets could have ricocheted back to her very easily. She's in a very tight metal space. She has really good aim. <laughs> well, she misses the first time. So she does have good aim, but she does, uh, she's in danger. And then, like you said, she busts into the room where Mulder is being held at gunpoint, and she just looks so fucked up. She looks like she's been to hell and back, and is just like, <laughs> really, <laughs> just like not here for anybody's shit anymore. As she shouldn't be. She got abandoned in an event of a building that's been murdering people. Ugh. <sighs> 
I'm like, that's it. Now the episode's done. (laughs) Well, another part of this is that this has happened so many times where Mulder and Scully are faced with other agents from other sectors of the government that they just pull guns on all the time. They are always pulling guns on other people from other places in the government. And they never face any repercussions for it, ever. Well, this guy pulled a gun on them first. I know, but he (laughs) was, like, he was, like, (laughs) he was empowered by the government to do that. Like, the government was behind him because they wanted that technology. Mulder and Scully are there on their own. They haven't been asked to investigate this. This isn't their case. They aren't assigned this case. So they're just, like, showing up to things the government want, wants to accomplish and fucking it up and <laughs> pulling guns on people. And it, it never seems to matter. Well, without, without spoiling anything, I will say enjoy this time because there are plenty of subcommittee Senate hearings and shit later on where people are like, what the fuck are you guys doing that they make up for it? It's not about minor things, like who they do or don't pull guns on, though. Man, I can't believe you just spoiled that there's going to be subcommittee meetings for me. (laughs) I don't even know if that's the right term. (laughs) I didn't want to know that. Well, listen, I didn't want, I didn't know if you wanted to know that one day they'll get in trouble for their, like, chaotic behaviors. I am surprised to hear that because that isn't the impression that I get it's, right it's, now. It's different. It's different than than what you're picturing, so. Okay, all right. Just, you'll see in, like, I don't know, three, four, five years. <laughs> oh, can't wait. The computer, when it has the virus put into it, very sadly is like, Brad, why? Yeah. That was funny. (laughs) It really is. It also just, I guess because he developed it, thinks that anyone interacting with it is Brad. (laughs) Yeah. But also, the computer told Brad to fuck off, so I don't know why it's surprised. Right. Like, it should have seen this coming. And it maybe did because you think it's dead. And then in the very last scene, a couple of little blinking lights come on. Well, I think in very uh, classic fashion for me, the last note that I wrote here was just, I don't understand the end because... (laughs) I do understand that the computer turns back on, but then on the monitor of the computer, there's like some static and then it shows the FBI guy or it's like the FBI guy's voice, which Mm -hmm. not the FBI. Well, the, the guy that pulled the gun on Mulder and Scully, it's him. And I don't understand. I don't understand how that happened. Okay. So (laughs) the him and I don't, they suspect he's, from the Defense Department, I guess. It's never clarified what sector of the government this is, but they are there trying 
to fix the computer, trying to get it to come back on because that's how bad they want this technology that they're hoping that they can either reverse the virus or that it didn't work, something, something, something. So they're there trying to do that. So this guy is fucking with, I guess, probably by one of the cameras trying to, my only guess is that they're trying to turn it on. (laughs) I don't know any other term for what they're trying to do. And that's why he's there. It's like they show him and then they show some other guy kind of like walking around the office and they're trying to get the computer to reboot. Um, And it's implied at first that it's obviously not going to work, but then it turns back on and then that guy's line is like, I'm going to, I think I wrote this down. I'm going to figure this thing out if it kills me, which is great because obviously the computer kills things. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, no, that helps. I guess I was just like, he's in the computer? Like, when did that happen? (laughs) No, it's like he, yeah, it's just like the computer screen is like, that's what it's seeing. Okay, so we can assume the government does have this technology, that they turned it back on, and now they are, they have it within them. This just reminded me, we, there's a whole nother aspect of this that we didn't even talk about, which is that Scully is writing her uh, oh, case yes. notes. I was about at her to house. bring this up. Okay, good. Because Scully's writing her case notes at her house, and the computer is like spying on what she's writing. Yeah, it like downloads all her files, essentially. And now I'll say my note on this is not even about that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, you wanted to finish whatever thoughts you had. I mean, the thought that I had was just that this, I mentioned this before, but very much in this episode, does it feel like her case notes are just a diary entry, especially because Mm -hmm. she's writing them at night in the dark. It's, it seems very intimate and personal. So here's where you bring me perfectly to my point. Scully is always in the fucking dark at her house. And now maybe a lot of people sit around and walk around their house in the pitch black, but we see Scully doing this in this episode. She literally like finishes on her computer, turns her little lamp off, and then just like walks through her bathroom, (laughs) her bedroom, all in the dark. Okay, maybe not super weird, but I turn on every light no matter where I'm going in my house. If it is nighttime and I have to get up to go to the bathroom, bedroom light goes on hallway light goes on bathroom light goes on I don't understand or relate to just walking around in the dark and I especially feel like it is dangerous for Scully who quite frankly is always at risk of something happening to her and as you'll see as this goes on Scully takes a a couple of beatings throughout her time in the FBI Whether it's from the vents or, like, when Tombs broke into her apartment, she is not safe. And I just think that if she could see her surroundings, it would help her. I do agree that that this is not a good idea for Scully to be walking around in the dark, but I can't really say too much (laughs) about it because I would like you to describe for the listeners at home what you are seeing right now when you look at me and what you have seen every time that we've recorded this podcast. Uh, Alana is sitting in the dark, um, in the near pitch black, 
Um, we often start recording before sunset and as we go, it just slowly gets darker and darker. But to be fair, like you're not going to stand up in the middle of this and go and turn a light on. Though, <clears throat> I did ask Alana before we began today. I said, can you please go turn your light on so that by the end of this, you're not in the pitch black because I want to be able to see your face. And she said no, but she did light a candle. <laughs> yeah, I lit a candle this time. I don't normally light a candle. So it's normally I'm just in the pitch black. So and I'm talking I- to a blank <laughs> black screen. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand your point about Scully. I just don't feel like I can tag on to it. I, I would okay. be a hypocrite if I did. But, okay, so if you were to stand up and go to your bathroom, would you just not turn any lights on on your way? Probably not. Um, not at yeah, all? Probably not. No, and I, I mean, part of that is because my hall light is past the bathroom door, so it wouldn't make sense for me to turn on that light. And I just, you know, I don't need to turn on my bedroom light to go to the bathroom. I know where it is. This is shocking. <laughs> What if you woke up in the middle of the night? Would you? Oh, no, definitely not. No, I sometimes resent that I even (laughs) have to turn on the bathroom light when I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I I normally do. I will turn on the bathroom light, but I I don't want to because it hurts my eyes. I don't want to adjust to that. Like, am I scared of the dark? Is that what's (laughs) happening? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know which one of us is normal. I don't, can, can anybody? Cool, okay, because my mom's on my side, but my mom doesn't turn on every light. Because, like, even if, uh, even here, when I'm staying at my mom's house, she will, like, have the stairwell light turned off and will go up and down it and will just, like, turn on the light when she gets up here to the hallway or, like, to her room. Whereas I have to turn on the light as I go down the stairs and I don't understand why nobody else does. And I think, first of all, I'm just afraid I'm going to fall down those stairs and I, I won't do it in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, walking down scare- stairs in the dark is maybe a bit more dangerous. I kind of understand that. All right. I'm going to have to do some like deep thinking and my inner self to see if I am just afraid of the dark and think that everyone else should be too. But I don't feel like I'm afraid of the dark. I just feel like if I'm up walking around, I want the lights on. (laughs) I really never turn on lights at all for the most part. I don't want to say I never have them on. I do have them on, but I, I certainly during the day, I never have lights on. I just let the sunlight in so typically well that makes sense yeah and but I then it kind of just leads to things naturally getting dark and then I I don't turn on lights when that happens you just go to bed at that point no I watch the x-files on my computer (laughs) in the dark well that makes sense yeah I I I now I'm worried that everybody thinks that I'm scared in the dark and like I don't sleep with a nightlight I do have a light that makes it look like I'm looking at a galaxy, but I typically turn that off before I go to sleep. Um, 
because it's really bright and also I don't want that to burn out. I don't watch movies with lights on, um, even scary movies. Um, I, I turn them off. Um, I just turn them on when I need to walk around. That's all that it is. I don't think that that's a weird thing. I, I don't want to say that I'm the weird one because maybe a lot of people treat this there, the same it's a, way. But it's a spectrum. Yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think what you're doing is that odd. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I got worried <laughs> in the middle of trying to prove my own point. Uh, the self-doubt. Listen, I think we both can agree that Scully is an idiot for not turning her lights on. She needs, she needs to. People are constantly trying to attack her, and that is not the case for me. Yeah. So right. I, I think it's a little bit more stupid for her. All right. Well, I think we covered it all. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's about it. I think, honestly, um, I changed my mind. <laughs> I was, what, I was, what I was going to say was I was going to do another spin off of our sign-off um, to, like, the, uh, the computers, the robots, artificial intelligence, but I don't actually want that, so I, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I changed, well, I, I was thinking about mind. that, too. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. I think I'm just a little nervous that it's too real. <laughs> it's so easily accessible. I like that that I I don't I don't want them to take over and I I don't want to be to blame also. Okay. It's All a right. lot of it. That's fair. I I would still prefer it. I think okay. to right now. I would, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't see a difference between computers taking over or actually, I do see a difference, but it seems better. It seems better if computers take over the world. I think there's just so many options of what it could look like, and I I don't know which one will come true. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, probably, I, <laughs> with how things are going, it's probably the worst version of what right. you're imagining. That's what would happen. So I'm going to stick with uh, Aliens. I know you guys are cool. So if you're listening, please come get us. We're scared. Woo!